The city of Elystria beckons and Octavia and Carhoon make their way out of the war and into civilization. What awaits them behind the gleaming walls? What designs does the council have for our heroes? And does this mean Octavia can finally go shopping? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, my spouse, and a die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. I'm coming off being sick. Mm -hmm. So if I sound a bit scratchier, or more nasal than normal, that's why. I'm just hoping that he doesn't give it to me as well. But I think I'm ready to go. I have my tea. We don't have any honey. Except for right here sitting across from you! Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I have my tea. have my ibuprofen. I have a lot of water. Had a lot of water. I think I'm good to go. Gargled with salt so, water earlier. We'll see if I can make it through this episode without my throat just destroying itself in the process. But I, I think I'll be okay. I'm coming off of it. I think you're sounding pretty good. Um, you can just, just Thank ha you. have really, uh, you know, sultry characters who are like low voice. Just be very gravelly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Gotta record my R&B album. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Oh, but no, Welcome <laughs> to me, my spouse, and a die. Nights. <laughs> you should have done the intro. <laughs> you know, switch it up every once in a while. I did the intro for the first episode. Maybe I'll just talk like this the entire time. <laughs> I would <laughs> really be trying not to laugh the whole time. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> a pretty good voice, though. It is. This can be the Illustrian Council. All have that same voice. Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll get through it. We will. You're doing good. One way or the other. Everyone's just going to sound like this by the time we're done. <laughs> it's going to be a whole bunch of Batman. <laughs> or the, the uh, paperwork lady from Monsters, Inc. I'm not as familiar with that film. <laughs> just say, have you filed your paperwork? Have you filed your paperwork? There we go. She's a big old, like, slug-type monster. Yeah, not... I don't know if I've ever actually watched Monsters, Inc. Wait, all really? The way through. Mm. It's actually... It, I think it's one of the really good ones. I... Well, we'll have I to think I missed it. rectify that. I think I missed it. I yeah. watched, We watched Moana for the first time. I yeah. know, Behind the Curve, like, the other day. Well, it's funny, because we were planning on recording an episode, but we both just kind of flopped down on the couch, and we were like, we can't do this yeah. today. Let's just sit on the couch and watch Moana instead. And we were like... We watched yep. like two movies that afternoon. It was it was great. It was really it was a good. good. Day. We watched yeah. Moana and Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was it was an amazing. It was both an of amazing which day. we had not seen yet, and they were both very good. Yeah, definitely behind the curve. I wanted to really really want to watch Wonder Woman so that when is it what nineteen eighty four comes out that will not be like behind it and we can actually like go see it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Doot, doot, doot. I wanted to watch it so that when we finally stumble across. The Justice League Ugh. and watch it for free. I'll be all caught up as we make fun of it. Ooh, yeah. Because I'm sure it's bad. Do you think it is go it is worse than Batman versus Superman? I don't know. Hopefully worse, because we found Batman versus Superman one night on like some on-demand oh, stuff. Right, and so right, I stumbled right. across it, and we were like, hey, why don't we watch this? And it was awful i know i'm like five years late to this party of crapping all over dc <laughs> movies but man it was bad i think it was like the worst movie i've ever it seen was so it was bad. so bad it so was all it it was close to the point of being so bad it was enjoyable but it didn't quite get there it was oh gosh it was so bad terrible movie Ugh. so i'm excited to watch the justice league and make fun of that as well exactly exactly oh but thankfully, Wonder Woman was really good. Wonder so Woman that's really good. so that's really good. That's some some positive there for the producers yeah, over at DC. I'm still not a huge Zack Snyder guy, and I think he was a producer for that. 
Well, I guess now we have to put Monsters, Inc. on our watch list then, too. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces of it so that I know the general, general. storyline. Mm-hmm. Something about, like, doors and dreams and powering it with love instead of screams. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's fair. Yeah, that, is, right. <laughs> that is the crux of the plot. <laughs> so... Oh, it's just fun because, you know, it's a bunch of monsters and, you know, the different types of monsters are just fun and interesting to see because they're all wacky and things like that. Yeah. So that's always fun. We're not here to talk about other people's intellectual property. That is true. <laughs> we are we are not in the world of Monsters, Inc. or X-Men or any of those other things. We are here in this world that has been ravaged by monsters mm-hmm. for 15 years. <laughs> In case you had forgotten. In case you had forgotten in this long and meandering introduction. So, when we had last left off, a lot of you had uh, gotten past the war camp of these monstrous Dragonblood army by cutting through the Elisar forest, which gave you some interesting visions of your past that uh, you were able to interact with in different ways. Perhaps it was a test, perhaps not, but after all was said and done, you managed to make your way safely through the forest and exit out the other side, where Tempest made introductions and got you effectively passage through the camp and over to the city of Illustria itself. So, you had been making your final approach, you had seen the the walls gleaming in front of you Mm -hmm. as the sun is probably starting to crest and come down in the sky and so you have this short walk you'll get there within you know half hour 40 minutes Mm -hmm. or so this short walk on this path up to the front gates of illustria is there anything you would like to do before you get there i guess just you don't have to yeah i mean i guess just as we're walking along because it's going to be coming to nightfall um octavia will check with everyone and be like should we go directly to the council or should we find some lodging first and then hit them up first thing in the morning? Oh, we don't have to find lodging. It will be provided for us. Oh, okay. I'm as, as soon as we get through the gates, I'm taking you directly to the palace where we will be taken care of and it depends on the schedule of the council members themselves when we shall meet. So, All right. Sounds good. And they continue leading you up to the walls. As you go through, you can see evidence that there has been possibly fighting in the past. Mm-hmm. Some uh, broken down, burnt like farms outside of the city yeah. and various structures that have been destroyed or razed to the ground. And I mean, as, as they're approaching Octavia's, you know, looking around just because she hasn't been back to Illustria since that last delivery day. Um, so her her parents had gone in to try to um, get scouts to go and, and find um, find the the band of orcs that had you know decimated her clan. Um, but that was something that just her parents went in to do. Um, so you know Octavia hasn't been hasn't been back since that day. So she's you know it looks different now, obviously, and she's grown, and it's been a while, but still, and with having had just that memory, just so vividly back in her mind, she's you know kind of triply reliving everything again as she's walking up. Sure, but you make your approach, and you reach these wooden walls. Um, I say wooden, but they're not like old timey fort walls mm-hmm. that are very like rustic. They're very nice walls that you can just tell are like gleaming with enchantments Mm. and various magic to Mm -hmm. and and reinforce them make them stronger make them stand up to uh the strongest of assaults what about a peppers i'm not gonna dignify that with a laugh no (laughs) please laugh at home (laughs) very very funny oh my goodness (laughs) But these walls atop are bristling with uh, archers at the ready to fight any incursion that should break through the border wall. Tempest walks up to the gates and has a a brief conversation with some of the guards there. Mm -hmm. And after a few moments, the gates open for Tempest and Herder and the two of you to be ushered in. As you pass through the gates, you notice that just like 
passing through that threshold has a palpable calming effect on you. Okay. Your heartbeat slows down to a nice resting rate. Your breathing slows down and quiets. Your mood improves from whatever it was. Uh, It just has a nice soothing effect as you pass through that gate. But there's not much time to really dwell on that as Tempest is leading you through the city. Uh, making a, a beeline essentially to the palace, which you can see strutting over the buildings that you are walking through currently. Along the outer side of the city that you are passing through first, you find a slightly less well-to-do area mm-hmm. that you see is populated largely by what look like dwarves and a few gnomes oh, and halflings wow. wandering okay. around. You would assume to be refugees mm-hmm. who were displaced uh, after Grundikov was taken over by the monsters. They do seem to have permanent homes, and it's okay. not like they're living in squalor, but it's clearly like a more like hastily constructed hastily constructed yeah because yeah, i mean they've been here for a while at this point so it's not really temporary but it's not quite permanent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh you see and a is lot everything of, like made out of wood type of thing most most of okay. it yes it's predominantly wood with like ivy and various natural accoutrements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. along it passing through this area um you begin to wind through the tall, smooth architecture of proper Elystria. It's predominantly made of earth tones and wood colors, ranging from the dark chocolate of mahogany to lighter layers of tan and mm. pine and white beech and redwood and stuff like that. Mm, lovely. The architecture is largely organic, very different from the last city you were in. Mm-hmm. Everything's sort of... There's not as many straight lines and hard edges, but everything is very melded together, Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. organic, and the streets are almost like wound of interwoven roots that somehow form a smooth walking surface like cobblestone or brick. Hmm. And are the the buildings like (laughs) multi-storied and everything? Yeah, they're nice fancy row houses and establishments, multiple stories high. The palace is looming overhead as you are making your way through these streets. You can see like the tips of it through the the breaks and streets and alleyways. And you pass by, you know, several shops, taverns, homes, establishments, businesses that Mm -hmm. are still populated by these people in this city. And the streets aren't empty, and there are other elven citizens after you get out of the the dwarven sector. Elven citizens walking and ambling past, and they're looking generally happy and without a care, almost as if this war wasn't Hmm. uh, going Going on. on. Um, Octavia's just going to take a look at Carhoon and kind of like see how he's doing and see if that kind of like calming aura that came over her like if that's kind of making an effect on him because she knows how nervous he was to kind of come back type of thing yeah he looks more at ease than he was prior to Mm -hmm. entering so his features have softened a bit he seems more at ease but she's also just gonna like pat him on the arm and be like, give it a little encouraging squeeze type of thing. Mm-hmm. He smiles. Finally, after some time of walking and Tempest leading you, uh, you reach the outside of the palace, which stands before you, sort of majestically rising out of the center of the city. There's an outer wall that surrounds an inner courtyard, which Tempest leads you through, again, after a brief conversation mm-hmm. with some outer guards. And then past that inner courtyard, the palace itself stretches upward in a series of parapets and towers with long luxurious balconies, large open windows, Mm. and various decorative carvings and statuettes. Ivy is crawling up most of the surfaces, sprouting small flowers and little dainty leaves. Oh, so lovely. (laughs) A a guard from this outer wall leads the party uh, and ushers Tempest inside, who ushers, in turn, the rest of you. After which, this guard escorts you in through another pleasant courtyard filled with uh, bubbling fountains and and into this door. In the palace itself, you enter into a large hall with polished, like, wooden parquet floors, Mm -hmm. very nice and natural looking, with long green rugs and tapestries lining the walls, and you are led briskly through this and up a spiral staircase 
several stories up into a small but comfortable room with a large conference table in the center. Okay. And the guard effectively tells you to, you know, wait here. Someone will be along to attend to you shortly. And then leaves and closes the door behind. Okay. So you have a few moments in this room of waiting and, uh... Okay, um... I mean, I think Octavia's just gonna find a seat, take a seat, get her breath after climbing up all those stairs. <laughs> and... There's a few highlights in National Geographic on the corner table. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like a pitcher of water. Yeah, one of those little, uh, like... Jungle gym things with all the little tubes and the beads that you oh, can like slide that across have, like, a, a dentist's, dentist's office. office. Yeah. yeah, and she's just going to you know kind of sit and wait. At this point, they've talked about everything they could to kind of prep, so it's nothing really else to talk about. Sounds good. So you wait. Not much uh, small talk to be happening. Carhoon takes a seat. Start straightening up his clothing and armor and mm-hmm. trying to like hastily comb his hair with his fingers, trying to make himself a bit more presentable mm-hmm. because you guys have been on the road for quite some time yeah. now. You wait a few minutes, maybe like 10 to 15, and then the door swings open. It is opened by a heavily armored and armed elven guard okay, with a big old halberd in nice. hand who... Swings the door open, steps inside, and holds it. And entering behind this guard is a tall-ish elven woman. Okay. Flanked by two more of these armored guards. She's not super tall for an elf, but probably about middling height with some graying hair and severe-ish features, but softer green eyes. And you see atop her head, she has a small circlet made of silver with golden trimming. And she is wearing a uh, dress that is green and white, made of fine velvet and silk. Oh, wow. She looks very regal. And uh, Tempest and Herder sort of stand up immediately mm-hmm. and straighten themselves and bow in deference. And uh, Carhoon probably does the same and nudges to you if you are not yeah. following suit. Kind of see- seeing how everyone else is standing up, Octavia will also, you know, get up and kind of not do like a full bow, but we'll do a like a half bow type yeah. of thing. Uh, this woman enters and the guards follow in. Just one on either side. Okay. Very impassive faces, mm-hmm. not reacting to anything at all. And she turns to everyone and addresses you. And she says, Welcome travelers. I presume you've all had a long journey, so we will dispense with the pleasantries and just get right down to business. Tempest Herder, it is good to see you again, and based on the presence of these two, and she nods in you and Carhoon's direction, mm-hmm. I can guess you are successful on your quest. And Tempest just nods curtly, and the queen turns to you mm-hmm. and Carhoon Uh-oh. and says, I am Queen Bathine, sovereign of Elystria, and who do I have the pleasure of interacting with? Uh, my name is Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. Um, I'm from Lake Ansel. Excellent. Carhoon introduces himself as well. I'm sure at this point you are aware that uh, Tempest and Herder were more or less sent to bring you in, although we weren't quite sure who you were. Yes. It has come to our attention that some powerful ancient artifacts have been awakening across this land, and they may hold the key to winning this war for all free people of Moir. I presume this means you too. Do you have... She looks at Tepson Herder, and then back to you. Do you have these items? I have some. Have a seat. Okay. And she gestures to the table, and then she sits at the head, and the guards continue to stand behind her, and the one who opened the door closes it, and presumably is standing outside. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Octavia will, uh, you know, take a seat close by, but not, like, right next to her type of thing. Just to cut right through it, these are the Dragon Soul artifacts from the Sacred Tribunal, I presume. You presume correctly. Hmm interesting that they have chosen now to make themselves known to the world and you have some of them yes um i I wouldn't necessarily say that they're choosing now to make themselves known it's almost more of a 
they are being found and being made known. There are three um, that, I, that, I, that I know of, two in my possession, and one Crag has. Yes. We were aware of that one to start. May I see them? You don't have to give them to me, but I must ensure that you have them. Um, Octavia will continue sitting, um, and she'll just kind of, like, pull her cloak aside to show the belt, and she'll kind of put her hand forward that has the ring on it. Mm. She inspects it, leans down, Mm -hmm. looks at your hand, looks at the belt... I don't I'm, let her get that that close, though. If she's going to, like... She's not trying to take him. She's just trying to look at him. Yeah. I am not as in tune to the greater powers of this world as some, but even I can tell that there is great power held within these artifacts. I am satisfied. Tempest, Herder, you have done well. I'm sure, as I said, that I presume you have had a long journey to get to this point, so... <laughs> we have, yep. This meeting shall be brief. I'm convinced that these are the artifacts we have been searching for. You will have time to rest before the council meets, but we should not delay as every day that we tarry is another day of innocent lives being lost. Agreed. We will provide you food, clothing, room. Thank you. Whatever you may wish for. Will you be able to meet tomorrow? That shouldn't be a problem. You may take the rest of the day and the night to rest, clean, prepare yourselves, but I will call a council meeting tomorrow morning, immediately after breakfast, which, again, we will provide for you. (laughs) Wonderful. An elven breakfast for you. Muesli. Muesli. I will not take up more of your time. We have seen to it that you will have... Room and board, I will have someone come down and lead you to it. I have other business to attend to right now, but I very much look forward to our meeting tomorrow. Please. I I do as well. Take this evening, enjoy our hospitality, and I will see you soon. Thank you so much. She stands. Octavia will stand as well. Everyone else stands. And uh, she turns, the door swings open. She leaves, followed by the two guards who clank, 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 clank after her. And then the door swings shut again. Okay. Uh, Octavia's going to look at look to Tempest and be like, will you join us with the in the council meeting tomorrow, or is your task complete now that we're physically here? I'm assuming I would be part. I'm sure the council will want to know what transpired and what else we've learned besides just finding you two, so uh, we we should be a part of it, yes. Okay, uh, good. Both you and Carhoon are, will obviously be there, and then, yes, we will be there, the council and the queen, so I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope that they will be agreeable, but I, as I've said, I'm, I'm not terribly in tune with the politics of this land, so we'll just have to wait and see. I would, yeah, I would sure hope that they're agreeable. But there, yeah. th- there's time to dwell on that later. Right yeah. now, I think we have time to just take a take a little break and recollect ourselves. So I, I will see you as soon as they send whoever they're going to send. I will I will see you tomorrow. Sounds good. See you both tomorrow. Yeah, she just says, I don't know how often you've been to Illustria, but not in a long time, and and not super frequently before then. Well, even with this war going on, there's still. A few small joys to be had, so enjoy yourself, and I will uh, see you bright and early. Sounds good. And at this point, the door opens again, and a few, the kind of, like, little pages come oh, through, yeah. little elves wearing, like, little tunics, their hair nicely parted, mm-hmm. and all just done up and very bright and chipper. And I imagine they actually all have, like, bowl cuts. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> In my mind, they, have, they do. They have nice hair. Not bowl cuts. <laughs> But they come in, and one of them leads Tempest and Herder away, and the other walks up to you mm-hmm. and says, Hello, my Hello. name is Wilton. I will be your attendant, concierge, page, call me whatever you like, but I'm here to see that you have the hospitality of Elystria lavished upon you. Wonderful, thank you. Follow me, and I'll show you to your rooms, and then after you've had some time to get acquainted, I can take you wherever you'd like. Sounds good. Th- thank you so much, Wilton. Wilton turns, 
and starts leading you through the palace. <laughs> Octavia's going to lean over to Carhoon and be like, he doesn't look very wilty to me. You're very funny. You know that? <laughs> She's going to like elbow him in the ribs. Just follow the lad. Okay. <laughs> Wilton leads you through the palace, uh, further up a set of winding stairs. You're, you know, twisting and turning <laughs> through these very... You know, o- organic hallways again. Lots of curves and soft turns, not as many hard edges and like 90 degree angles. But after a while, leads you up, up, up into a room that mm-hmm. is situated as soon as you walk in. You see that it's situated in a tower in the west wing of the palace. Okay. Pretty high up. It's got a nice window that gives you a good view of the. Uh, the rest of the city, and you can just start to see the edge of the Coral Bay on the western mm, banks mm-hmm. of Elystria. So it's a very, very pretty view. Mm, okay. Wilton opens the door for you, leads you in. He says, uh, you'll find clothing in the wardrobe and some uh, a tray of fruit if you're hungry. There's a bathroom if you want to clean up. A washroom, I guess they would call it. There's a washroom if you want to clean up. And... So take your time, get acquainted, and then I'll be happy to answer any questions or take you anywhere you'd like. Ah, uh, Carhoon, if you'd follow me. And then leads Carhoon off Sounds to good. his own room. Ha- did the queen react when Carhoon introduced himself? She, You did not see her react. Okay. You enter into, it's not just a room you find, but it's like a, a suite. Oh my gosh. So you enter into a small uh, entry hall with a, a doorway leading off. You see that opens up into a luxurious bedroom with mm. a nice actual bed with oh like my gosh. fine sheets and an, again a nice window overlooking this bay there's a wardrobe with fresh clothes that look like they would fit you made of soft cloth and you know elven weaving off of that there's another small sitting room with some uh, cushy leather couches mm-hmm. and chairs in it, and there's a coffee table with a fruit bowl on top of it. Nice. And then off the bedroom is a small washroom with like a basin and a tub nice. and various cleaning accoutrements. Is there hot water in this tub? It's yeah. There's indoor plumbing here. In there's Australia. there's magic. There's magic. You can plumb whatever you want. <laughs> so yes, there there is some means, mechanical or magical, to get water to a particular temperature into Perfect. this tub. Perfect. Uh, Octavia, you know, is going to walk around like looking at everything, um, and she's going to take a moment to, you know, look out the window, look out on that bay. Um, because she's, you know, never been up to the palace before, even mm-hmm. though she'd been in Elystria type of thing. Um, but then her first order of business is, because the last, like, you know, bit of civilization that they were with was the Yepiquinin, which was nice and was able to, you know, kind of get back together and everything, mm-hmm. but was also super cold. So she's very excited to just, like, she's going to run a bath. Um, she's going to gonna put her wild, curly hair up. Um and just take a take a really nice long soak, you know, all of the stuff that's been encrusted under her fingernails, like all of that awful, you know, just traveling detritus type of thing. Just have that all soak away. Um, and she's just gonna, you know, kind of take a moment to uh, to enjoy that. And then she's also she's gonna wash her hair for the first time in a really long time. And it's always an ordeal for her to wash her hair because it's you know, it's very curly, um, and it was always just kind of kind of always unruly always just imperceptibly that movement movement in it just kind of makes it makes it a pain but since she actually has like a tub and everything she's going to like wash her hair and then um she's going to when it's still wet kind of like put it up in a bun type of thing to try to contain contain the curls and contain the inner movement and then is gonna pad over to pad over to that wardrobe and you know just get dressed in something clean mm-hmm. and soft and, and warm type of thing. Sure. There's a few varieties. There's you know dresses if you like. There's pants and tunics if you like. There's yeah, she'll... all sorts of skirts, uh, pants, little I don't know like capris, shorts, <laughs> cargo pants, cargo pants, <laughs> jinkos, <laughs> cargo kilts. One of those like combat kilts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, she, she's definitely going to do a, uh, uh, a pants and tunic type of thing. 
Um, and they feel she, nice. And she had obviously taken off her that ever ice breastplate that she had gotten. Um, and she's going to put it back on. She's going to say there's there's MeUndies in there. Anybody want to sponsor? sponsor us? Anybody? <laughs> no? Their lounge okay. pants are supposedly very comfortable. <laughs> Is the bed also like a Casper or whatever? Yes. There's a nice Casper mattress. <laughs> you can sleep on it for 90 days and free returns. Wilton comes in and hands you a box of HelloFresh. <laughs> Make your own dinner here, guest. <laughs> Um, the apron that he has on is blue. And then hands you a Kindle with uh, uh, an Audible, sub- Audible subscription. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hit them all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Use coupon code spouse. I'm sad. I'm sad. Anyway. Anyway. You have clothes. <laughs> so nice she, clothes. She, she has the lovely clothes on. She actually, so she's going to put her breastplate back on. Um, and if there's a wee vest. Sure. That she can kind of put on over the breastplate so it's not as, like, obvious. Or if there's, like, a bigger type of coat. Yeah, there's coats. Like a cloaks. bomber jacket type of thing to, sure. you know, because she is uncomfortable without it on. Whatever but, you, yeah. clothing you imagine you find Perfect. in this wardrobe. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Bell dress. Yep. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she walks They're around out. like that. <laughs> So that so that is what she does, and then are is she going to dine with like car? Well, or? speaking of that, uh, there is a knock on the door. Perfect. Uh, Doc David will go over and open the door. <laughs> she just hears the knock and ignores it. Now, uh, you see Wilton standing outside. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm I'm Have doing you, great. Is the room to your liking? It is definitely to my liking. Thank Excellent. you so much. Uh, it is getting to around supper time. Uh, I've brought a menu, if you would oh, like. Oh, wow. We have a dining room, or we can bring your food to you here. Um, he hands you a menu. Okay. Wilton, do you know what um, Carhoon, what what he's eating, or if he's wanting to I was dine? going to go ask him immediately after you. Okay. If the two of you would like to dine together. That would be that. amenable to me, if that's amenable to Carhoon, yes. I'll let him know. Sounds good. Wilton scampers off. After a few minutes, comes back. Karun's there. Perfect. Looking cleaned up, also in new clothes, washed and smelling better and mm-hmm. looking generally better. His goatee has a nice trim mm, now. Nice. You get like a, got, got a hot, they sent a got barber a up for him, got a shave. Hot, yeah. you know? So he's looking well, well taken care of okay. as well. Good, good. Um, I, I thought we could eat together if you'd like, but also if, if you want to just kind of recoup. You know, wherever you are. Where is your room? How far away are you? Oh, I'm just down the hall. Okay, good. Because she's very kind of uncomfortable being kind of seemingly isolated in this room and not really knowing where he is because he's basically like her biggest ally. Yeah. So. He, he points to a door okay. that's just like right down okay, there. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, we can we can eat together. They have a uh, restaurant dining roomy type place. Sure. I'm sure there's a table for two. Sounds good. That I mean. Wilton, lead the way. Wilton scampers off. I feel like he then turns around and like starts marching. You know how like little kids march yeah. with their like legs completely straight out, like they don't I mean, have bendy knees. This elf is still probably like fifty, but I know he just looks young. <laughs> still, he's like an eight-year-old in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wilton scampers off, bidding you to follow, mm-hmm. and leads you through the palace until you open up into a room with like tall vaulted ceilings, mm-hmm. candlelit ambiance, nice. and a series of tables. And there's you some, can like, see... some, like, players in the corner. Yeah, there's a nice live band just playing nice, uh, just kind of soft, calm music. Ambient type music. Candles floating around on the tables. And you see some other diners there, all well-dressed, perhaps uh, nobles or mm-hmm, mm-hmm, diplomats mm-hmm. or well-to-do elves who are you know eating well and wilton leads you over has a talk with the maitre d and <laughs> why did you say it that way because it's french this person now definitely has like this is a very big like little mustache, the mustache yeah. and has a striped shirt on yes yeah and, but uh wilton has a conversation leads you to a, a table in the corner okay Corner table, as you sit, hands you the menus, says, uh, your waiter will be right over. 
and leaves. All right. Thank you, thank you, Wilton. Appreciate it. Okay, we'll take a look at these menus. I mean, I don't know the last time that Octavia, even in Lake Ansel, had been like to a proper, you know, restaurant type of thing because they, you know, there would have been the fancy, um, you know, hotels mm. back in the day before the war started. But yeah. she was just like a kid then. So, I mean, this is so completely outside of her wheelhouse. <laughs> well, some of the dishes are roasted partridge with onion, mm. baked crayfish and hazelnut bread, Ooh. Uh, baked deer and cardamom and plum pie, Ooh. or stewed carp and dried mushrooms. Mm. She's immediately attracted to the mushrooms. Steamed shellfish and leek, duck with clove and barley biscuits, things mm. like that. So many options. So many options. What are you going to choose? You want to read them out again? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I think she's going to go with the the deer and the, was it the plum pie? Mm-hmm. That the plum pie is sounding attractive to her. All right. Mm. Yes, even with being a druid, she is not a vegetarian. No, I don't care. Yeah. People got to eat. Carhoon will get the carp. Mm. Carpoon. <laughs> Please draw a carpoon as a fish. Oh, oh, oh. A waiter comes by, you put your order in. After a few mo- minutes, uh, it comes steaming hot mm-hmm. out there. There is wine and ale if you would like, but yeah, carpoon begins digging in and says, Is there anything you wanted to discuss before the meeting tomorrow, or did you just want to kind of have a. Male with a familiar face. I, I mean, kind of a bit of both. I, I was feeling kind of uncomfortable not really knowing, you know, where you were, because you're my main Safety friend. blanket? Yes. Because <laughs> um, I, I feel, you know, there are, there are a lot of motivations that are hidden here. So I, uh, it's, I don't really trust very many people. Um, I feel like cautious honesty is the best way to go tomorrow. Sounds good to me. I don't think we have much we would have reason to hide. Yeah. And, I mean, if, you know, they they could actually be, have some good motivation and good intentions, so I would hate to hide something that could actually, you know, help, you know, help the city and all the cities in the war type of thing. So that's what, that's what my plan is mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, and just kind of wanted to catch base with you. It's nice for Tempest and Herder to, as much as they seem decent, it's nice for them not to be here. Um, just also want to check in and see how you're doing type of thing. I'm doing okay. Okay. That forest still kind of weirded me out. Okay. Well, if you want to talk about anything, I'm here. But also did, if you don't want to talk. Did you see a memory? Yeah. Hmm. Did you do something different? Yeah. Did it change anything? No. Hmm. Did you do something different? I did. Did it change something? Yeah. Oh, okay. For better? Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of messing with me. Do you know if it actually had any effect on anything? No. No, I think it was just a dream. Okay. Um. But I think it means that whatever happened was definitely my fault, you know. I mean, maybe. But I guess we really can't change the past, so... That's that's the big thing I learned. Yeah, well... It's just weird. Uh, yeah. I don't want to go back to that forest. (laughs) Well, I bet that was probably just a one-time thing anyway. I hope so. But I honestly doubt that it, you know, is 100% just on you there's so many well for whatever reason your outcome didn't change whatever situation it was but mine did well and I mean maybe you wouldn't know what other you know the ripple effect of you don't know so you saw the outcome of that one decision but you know maybe it would have had other um, impacts that would have also led to other, you know, chain of reaction that you wouldn't have been able to see. So maybe it changed, seemed to, in the dream, changed part of it, but maybe in the long run, 
stuff would kind of have still been the same. Nah, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I guess it brings closure. I've always wondered if it truly was my fault or if it would have happened regardless. So I guess now I have that answer. But I guess... Can't change the past, like you said. No. But maybe I can atone for it in the present. I mean, I think you're doing what what you're doing now with helping me. I think that would be... You're helping the whole continent at this point. I'm trying. So, I, th- I think you're I think you're on the right path to to that atonement to finding some peace. Uh, but also, I, I, da- I, I, I don't know. I, I doubt that you intended when you did what you did. You in- I doubt you intended the outcome that happened, right? No. So it wasn't a malicious act. So that's. Even though it was intentional to a point, it, you know, what happened wasn't necessarily all intentional. <sighs> so I don't think you should, you know, you know, beating yourself up about it is going to only be so helpful. Well, I've been beating myself up for a long time. I know, yeah. So I don't think I'll ever atone for what's happened, but... Maybe I can make a dent. Make a difference in another way, yeah. This carp is really good. <laughs> well, that's good. My, my, my deer is very good, too. So, and she's just gonna, like, kind of, you know, put her hand on his arm and kind of give it a squeeze type of thing, because, you know, she saw terrible things, but it's almost more comforting that her decisions didn't make a difference like she at least tried something mm-hmm. and it's awful what she saw but to have then tried something different and to have maybe have been able to make a change like that I mean that would be so jarring so she can only imagine like what he's going through type of thing so he continues eating I continue eating maybe making some small talk but yeah, nothing else too too heavy do you want to go out and explore the city at all this evening, or do you want to head right, you kind of tuckered out, or... I think I'm going to go sleep. Sounds good. And rest. You, feel free. I'm sure Wilton will take care of you. <laughs> here, I'm over here. I'm like hearing his name from like 500 feet away. He runs yeah. up. You rang? <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to finish up here and head back. Sounds good, sounds good. So you two finish your meal. Mm-hmm. Karun excuses himself, heads back to uh, his room, mm-hmm. and Wilton pops over as you're getting up to leave. And can I help you with anything else tonight? No, thanks. I, I think I'm also going to. I think it's going to be a, a tiring day tomorrow, so I think I'm also going to just head upstairs and, you know, head the hay. Okay. Don't hesitate to call if you need anything. Do I literally just be like, hey, Wilton? Or is there something? There's a bell in your room. Ring that and I will come. Sounds good. All right. He leads you back to your room. Perfect. And leaves you for the night. Sounds good. Anything else you do? I think um, she's just going to kind of sit by the window a little bit um kind of you know look out at this kind of peaceful you know the city looks peaceful and looking out there onto the west um can she see the encampment of tents or anything from no you know and it's just kind of it's you know does feel like a little bit of a bubble kind of as though the the outer world is fading out so she's gonna sit there um just kind of take stock of what's happened um, you know, since, since Carhoon showed up in the mushroom cloud. Um, and then she's also gonna, she's gonna go through that, um, bag of holding and retake mm-hmm. stock of, like, you know, the book of spells that she found in, um, you know, on those bodies and, in Jasuka's mm-hmm. lair and just kind of, you know, thinking of things that she might need to restock up on once they head back out. 
because you know she's enjoying the enjoying the the evening, enjoying having a nice soft thing to sit on for mm-hmm. once. But she anticipates really only being here for like forty eight hours, mm-hmm. type of thing. As you're poking through the bag of holding, uh, you hear a voice poke into your poke into your brain, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Jasolka, uh-huh. and he says, "Are you enjoying looking through my belongings, having fun poking around in there?" Well, I mean, I put some things of mine in there, too, so... Well, it's my bag to begin with. Oh, that's that's true, sir. I don't D- mind. It's it's all right. I did want to check in. Sure. I believe, up to this point, I've been holding up our my end of the bargain. I've been nothing but helpful and compliant to you. Yes, you have utilized my power on several occasions. Uh, I think it was just once, but... Can you not feel that knowledge in your mind at all times? But it, I, I think I am better at crossword puzzles now. That is definitely true. I just wanted to touch base and figure out where we were on our arrangement. You know, I think we're, I think we're going forward. Um, I think we're we're building trust. I'm glad to know that, you know, you haven't stabbed me in the back yet, proverbially. Um, and I'm glad to know that you and Fulmis are able to communicate with each other and everything. Mm. Um, so I think I think we're doing really well. I'd warn you not to toy with me and not to string me along. I don't think I'm toying with you. And I don't think I'm stringing you along. Do you think I'm stringing you along? That answer was some of the most non-committal garbage <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Well, I mean, you can't fault me for being cautious. Come on here. Like, I'm one small person. I can't, but you can also give me the dignity of a straight answer. All right. So what is your particular question then? You asked how we were going, and I was like, I think that we're doing well, because we had talked about, you know, working together, figuring each other out. I've been getting to know you. When do I get my body back? I do not know for sure. I don't quite trust you yet. I don't know if you're ever going to trust me fully. Well, trust to a certain degree, and... Trust fully are two different things. I I agree. I don't think I'll ever fully trust you. So you're going to have to come to a point where good enough is good enough. Right. And I am not there yet. That's understandable. But I just want to remind you that if you don't hold up your end of the bargain, I can make things less pleasant for you. Understood. So I'll just repeat... Don't toy with me. And don't string me along. Have a nice night. I'll let you know if I find one of my brothers or sisters. Sounds good. Then he pops away. (sighs) Anything else you do? (laughs) Nope. Okay, so you just... Yep, kind of taking... Dig through that, go to sleep? Well, just taking stock of everything that she has, taking that moment to kind of make an inventory Mm -hmm. type of thing, make sure that the uh, fire gems are safe and not going to explode on anybody, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Make sure that the books aren't getting their spines creased or, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay, well, uh, you do that, you go through your things and then retire. Mm Mm-hmm. And you sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. Do I get any furry sack of potato company? Nope. Okay. You just got one. I know. You just got one. Chill. The girl can hope. Chill. Morning comes. Okay. There is a, uh, as the sunlight just barely starts streaming through your window, there's a, a small knock at the door mm-hmm. that if you woke up with the sun, you would hear. And if not, it probably shakes you out mm-hmm. of your reverie. Probably she didn't wake up with the sun because... She's finally sleeping on a squishy bed. She's probably just, like, snoring, <laughs> snoring deeply. But um, she'll, you know, hear the knock and kind of come into an awareness of things um, and, you know, throw a robe on, um, you know, what her night clothes were and pad over to, to the door. Do you open it? Mm-hmm. Wilton is standing there with the tray. Figured. 
It's got one of those little, uh, what's it, a cloche? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little metal things that presumably there is food underneath. Mm-hmm. And he extends his hands out to you, says, enjoy your breakfast. If you don't like it, we can have something else brought up to you. Um, the council will be meeting soon. Okay. So eat up, get ready, and I'll be back in about an hour. Sounds good. Great. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> she, like, starts to, like, close the door. Yep. Um, and then she'll go over to the study area um, or, or somewhere in the suite where there would be uh, a table, and, mm. and she'll plop the uh, tray and cloche down and lift it up and see what's inside. It's breakfasty items. Nice. And there's some, you know, bacon. Mm-mm. Hard-boiled eggs on the little fancy silver stands. Mm-hmm. Oh well, then with they wouldn't the be, would be hard-boiled eggs. Then they okay, would be so whatever boiled eggs the people put on those things. Maybe <laughs> soft-boiled eggs. Soft, hard, whatever. It's like it's an egg on a stand. <laughs> it's a fancy egg on a fancy stand. Let me have it. Goodness, Sorry. there's an egg on a stand. There's some various assorted morning. Is meats. that an ostrich egg? <laughs> like a gigantic one? Nah, it's chicken egg fantasy chicken egg there's an egg on a stand there's assorted morning meats like bacon mm. sausage mm. canadian bacon elven bacon is like canadian bacon. oh nice so it's just like ham is there pseudo american like, bacon as well there is some um, breads and yes. rolls and like uh there's a fluffy biscuit mm-hmm. and then like a sweet bread mm. and some yogurt and some yogurt. Sure. Is there granola on the yogurt? Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Octavia will tuck in. She'll make a wee like sandwich <laughs> out of the breakfast meats, um, and so in the in the soft roll, she'll take a few bites of the uh, the sweet the sweet bread. Um, but she's you know gonna eat until she's full, but also not like stuff herself because she doesn't want to be like you know super sleepy when she's meeting with the council. Mm-hmm. Is there like a coffee or a tea? Oh sure. Both. Yeah. So she has a she's a little bit of coffee, it's a little bit of tea. You know, studies the studies the herbs to pick which tea she wants to start herbs. steeping, and mm-hmm. she'll kind of uh, you know let that steep as then she starts getting ready. Okay. And she's gonna be she's gonna go through the wardrobe, and she's gonna be very you know uh, purposeful in what she wears. She's gonna be very. She actually has a chance right now to make a good first impression and has a moment to actually get ready for the first time, you know, in days and days. Um, so she's going to be particularly careful with, you know, the tunic that she picks and the pants that she picks and, um, you know, going to do her hair, let it get all dry after the mm-hmm. washing it the night before and, you know, double check her nails, make sure they're all like paired and everything. So... She is all ready to kind of make verbal battle, getting kind of, you know, geared up for that. Sounds good. So you do that, and in about an hour, there's another knock on the door. Sounds good. Wilton is standing out there when you open it. No weapons, in case you have any. That's Just fine. thought I would let you know. You she, can she's going to have the... her staff. But... Sure. And uh, she put her breastplate back on. Okay. If you are ready... Yes. You can come with me. Sounds good. He he goes over and uh, we'll grab Carhoon as Sounds well. good. Who comes out also looking nice. <laughs> and then Wilton leads you through these winding halls, twisting and turning upwards, generally up a flight of stairs. Okay. And eventually leads you out into a large circular room. Think like the, the fellowship meeting in Rivendell <laughs> in... Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but inside. Okay. So it's not just like on a porch, on a waterfall porch, <laughs> but like enclosed. But it's nice and circular, decorative floor, a series of chairs spread out, and like a large circular table. Okay. Or semicircular table for everyone to sit behind. And it is seated, uh, seated on all those chairs are a number of individuals. Okay. You see. 13 elves. Actually, scratch that. You see 15 elves. Okay. You see the queen at the center, flanked by seven on either side. Okay. You see off to the side on another table, there are three other individuals. One is a human, a a male human sitting there 
Uh, one is a female dwarf, and one is a male dragonborn. Hmm. And there's sort of like a, a smaller table up at the front for you and Carhoon to sit by, and it's sort of like a oh, think of, think like okay. a courtroom. I was more like thinking like a Senate hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tempest and Herder are seated on one side, and you're invited to sit at the other two seats next to them. So it's sort of Sounds like you good. two and all of these people. Are they, like, raised up a little bit or same level? No, they're same level. Okay, that's nice. Octavia will kind of look at everyone, like, make eye contact with everyone at the high table Mm -hmm. or at the bigger table and be like, good morning. And then she'll sit down. Okay. As you sit down, the doors close behind you. And there's several of these very armed and armored guards standing Throughout the room. Okay. Are they like in full plate type of thing? Like, yeah, they're, okay. they're big, beefy. Mm. Beefy <laughs> The queen stands and addresses everyone. Welcome, all. Thank you for being here at this early time. This could be a potentially momentous occasion today as we interview. Perhaps a a key part in ending this war, she gestures at you. Mm -hmm. I think first it would behoove us to make some introductions, please. And she motions for you and your table to introduce yourselves. Oh, they're not going to introduce all the people who are up there? They will. Okay. After you. Um... Do we have the little, uh, like, tent placards in front that have our names? <laughs> Representative. You know? Yeah. Sinclair. Blah, blah. <laughs> Octavia will look at it and be like, I knew they were going to misspell my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Octavia will, you know, stand to stand to address everyone who's assembled. Um, and she'll be like, uh, my name is Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. Um, I'm originally from not too far from here, actually. I was born to, in the north in the LSR forest where I grew up um, and spent all my formative years, um, but then moved to moved to Lake Ansel before the war started. Um, and that is where I spent the rest of my life until uh, starting out on this journey, what she kind of like looks to Carhoon a couple of weeks ago, or um, and I found my way back, all the way back east, uh, here now. You can sit. Mm-hmm. Karun stands up. Karun, serious. I'm with her. And he uh, sits down. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, there are a few a few of the council members that you can see are kind of like, hmm, and drops okay. some notes down. Yeah. Tempest stands, introduces herself. Herder does the same. Okay. And then I'm about to spit a bunch of names okay. at you. Okay. A bunch. Okay. The queen stands. And uh, is just and Pen says, ready. and now I will introduce uh, the council, and we have some foreign diplomats as well. She starts with the elf, all the way on the right. Okay, it's just going to go across. The order doesn't matter. We have Councillor Tillum, Councillor Fullen, Councillor Gabrora, Councillor Gamak, Councillor Mark Bart, Councillor Vardigan, Councillor Ekadalen, Councillor. Tomarid, Councillor Neil Sol, Councillor Jockmock, Councillor Nordviken, and Councillor Fanbin. She points to the elf immediately on her right. Mm-hmm. This is General Elon, head of the Illustrian Armed Forces. She points to the elf immediately on her left. And this is Archmage Alfrina. Octavia always, like, is nodding her head at each kind of one as they're introduced. And finally, she points to the non-elves seated on the the sides of the tables. The representative from Stagpine, Bressaro Rotkin. The counselor from, or the the ambassador from the displaced dwarven nation, Carmina Dostoy. And the ambassador from Malik, Gransel Athenson. Lake Ansel could not send a delegate... She does not mention Montagnon. And Octavia will be like, well, I can stand in for them. As is appropriate. We can all be seated, and everyone sits. Sounds good. And now we can begin in earnest this momentous council meeting. 
but I'm afraid we'll have to wait until next episode. Oh, uh, no! I want to get into the political intrigue! Pulling a prequels thing here. <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Uh, Leaving a review is a really great way for us to grow and reach more people with our game and with our story and also just makes us feel really wonderful and uh, gives some wind in our sails to keep on doing what we are doing. If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both on Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch y'all next week.